Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM. My name is Double D, and welcome to The Blitz uh, 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Feed. And a lot of hockey this weekend, and I'm very happy with hockey this weekend because, of course, we get this pick right here. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Matthew Savoy. Matthew Savoy, our ninth overall pick, or first round, yeah, ninth overall pick, I'm right. Um, I'm joined by Joe Cowie, Evan Harrington, and Terrence Honors over the phone, like always, um, until school comes back, and then we'll actually be able to see his face. Um, but until that point... <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, you got to watch playing that clip again. We might I've got a good feeling might get us a nice letter in the mail cease and desist, you know? Oh no. <laughs> um I I got to admit the the second pick by the Sabres, um I believe it was uh, It was like, uh center Noah Auslund. Auslund, uh, yeah. Oh, he looked so unhappy. I was so shocked on how, how unhappy he was. Did he look like James Cook? He not even like that. You could tell he had like a fake smile going on. You could just, it was one of those moments where he's like, I don't want to play here. I'm not going to like playing here. And I'm going to ask for a trade right away. I, I was waiting for like the trade talk between the aged Adams already. Yeah. Because he was, he was like hugging his parents. And he's like, yeah, I get to go to Buffalo. I, I I don't understand that. I feel like people want to come play in Buffalo now. After no. you know what I mean. No, we're we're still one of the lows. No, I don't. I don't agree that we're one of the lows anymore. Like no, like you have your lowest of the lows. Like right now, I would. Who was sit- fifty thousand to one to win the Stanley Cup next season? Who was that? That's the lowest of the low. <laughs> yeah. What team was that? Coyotes. Yeah, the Coyotes. Yeah, like if yeah. you're the Arizona. I, I'm, Co- I'm not saying we're the lowest, but I'm saying that we're still one of the ten teams that players do not want to come to. Whenever they have that trade list, that no trade list, it's always been like for the past ten years. It's been Sabers are one of the first ones you put on. Well, that's that's now, but for the future teams, I mean, future teams and wise, players, yeah. teams and players are finally realizing that you know Buffalo has always been known for their crazy loyal fans, right? Every every yeah. hockey player knows that every. Uh, you know, hockey team and you know, hockey personnel staff knows that the Sabres have their crazy to hired fan base. But now it's coming to a point in realization that this isn't the same old Sabres. No, they have a competent head coach. They have a competent uh, GM. It yeah, seems this draft that every- shows that. Yeah, it, it seems that don't, everyone don't, don't get me sorry. It seems like everyone in their personnel staff uh, and their coaching staff just has the right mindset and the right eyes down the road to see and really clear up a future path for the Buffalo Sabres. And, and you, you saw that in this draft. You saw that um, with their first three selections. They had a clear they had a clear pathway of what they want to do with the future of this team. And that was getting three young centers in our prospect pool that we just simply didn't have. When you when you look when I, you what? I remember last week when we were talking about it and we said, Oh yeah, they need center depth. We I don't think we expected three <laughs> centers straight off the board. I'm not mad about it though. No, like you can't you can't really be mad at the Sabres drafting three centers 
especially with, you know, some of the guys on the roster, we we don't know. Like, I mean, what I'm saying like this, like, you're going to have to pay Tage Thompson soon. You're going to probably have to pay Dylan Cousins in a year or two. Peyton Krebs is going to get money soon. We don't know the uncertainty with Casey Middlestat. Um, you know, Cody Eakin's going to be gone. Uh, Zemzis Gergensen's. Like, some of these guys may or may not be here in the next couple years. But when you look down our prospect pool, hey, we got three young guys who potentially can all be NHLers. Uh, Matthew Soive, I, I definitely hope he could be, you know, a pretty pretty good impactful center in this league, you know, getting drafted ninth overall. And same with Noah Ausland. Um in our in our twenty eighth pick, Jiri Kulich, um, same thing. Like I hope, you know, he can find his way in the NHL as well. That'll probably take a little longer. But, you know, Soive and Ausland being two top sixteen picks, they should obviously um find their way there. And and I we'll get into the draft more, but I mean what are your guys' overall like just thoughts on the draft when when you saw it? I I think Kevin Adams did a good job. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about another team. Um, the whole thing with drafting the second Elias Patterson. Oh, with the Canucks. Two exact <laughs> same. You know, same. They came from the same, same background, name, yeah. same name, same height, same weight, everything, same blonde hair. I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, it worked. Rookie of the year five years ago. I, I guess they're going for a complete. They're going. They said run it back. They said let's do it one more time with the same guy. I mean, that's that was the coolest thing I thought I saw. I just uh, overall, I know it's not Sabers related, but hey, I just thought it was funny. We actually have some Sabers news. Breaking? Um, nothing, nothing huge. It's the oh. development camp roster, but still, nonetheless, um, I can go over some of the notable names that will be in the development camp. Uh, this this Wednesday, and anyone doesn't know development camp, it's basically just for the young prospects to come together and just. You know, it's like a training camp, kind of. Yeah, rookie camp or yeah, whatever. Rookie camp. Yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. just rookie mini camp. Um, some notable names: Josh Bloom, um, Peyton Krebs, Jerry Coolidge, one of our first round picks. Uh, I'm trying Noah Ausland, another one of our first round picks. Matej Bakar, JJ Paterka, Jack Quinn, Isaac Rosen, a first round pick from a couple years ago. Matthew Soive, Lucas Rozek. Um, I'm trying to see Linus Weisbach, so some some good forwards up there. Uh, defensively, you have Owen Power, uh, Laskinen, Ryan Johnson, a player we're you know looking to make the ranks up. Uh, the Sabers, the Sabers uh, prospect pool, and Matthias Samuelson will be there as well as as uh, Matt Ling, Lindgren, uh, one of our draft picks as well, uh, fourth round pick, and then goaltender wise, um, this is this is a. Uh, a good set of Buffalo Sabres goaltenders that will be there. Uh, you have Eric Portillo, Devin Levi, and Toypes Leninen. Ooh. Oh, they're both coming? Yeah, So and Tapas Leninen, our, our second-round pick that we selected as well. And I'm pretty sure all of the Sabres draft picks will be in attendance for, for the d- development camp. But it's going to be it's gonna be nice, uh, you know, seeing all our guys like uh, Gustav Carlson, uh, six-round pick, he will be in person. But I'm I'm really interested to see... All of our young top prospects perform, especially Matthew Soive, Isaac Rosen, Jack Quinn, Paterka, Picar, um, Ausland, uh, Josh Blooms, a nice young prospect, uh, Peyton Krebs, especially in Jerry Coolidge. And then defensively, like it's nice to it's going to be nice to see again, like Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, Ryan Johnson, who I I think has a chance to be decent in the NHL. I just would like to see him play instead of just returning to college. Because if he returns again, we don't get his rights. Right. Uh, he's basically just kind of washed 
out of our organization. We don't know what will go on with that. But I think this development camp is going to be one of the most interesting development camps in years. Because over years past, you know, you've had your guys like Rasmus Dahlin, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestat, um, and like, you know, other guys that have just been going through the development camp and some young, young prospects we've had. But now you have Jack Quinn, a legitimate number one prospect. J.J. Paterka, a legitimate prospect. Uh, Matthew Soive, Peyton Krebs, uh, Isaac Rosen. Like, these are all first-round picks. Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, uh, you know, all of our other draft picks. Our goaltenders, Levi, uh, Portillo, uh, Leninen, uh, drafted in the second round. Six-foot-five goaltender, 233 pounds. Like, like, these guys are ready to come play for the Buffalo Sabres in the organization. It's just going to be nice to have them play all together in the development camp, get the young guys in, and let them roll. I mean, here's what looks nice about them. It's eight first-round picks, six second- and third-round picks, and then five players with NHL experience. That's nicer than I would think. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, especially— So are you crediting Kevin Adams right now? I'm not crediting anybody. Oh, I think, I'm just I think saying eight first-round picks looks good and bad at the same time. Why does it look bad, though? Because we've had to have so many first-round picks. Yeah, but like... So like like a lot of first-round picks have been early, so it just kind of reminds me of early first-round picks. Yeah, but I mean, that's the, kind of the way the start of the rebuild. Like, this is a different point in Buffalo Sabres hockey history where we should The fifth rebuild in a decade. <laughs> Basically, but we shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. looking... We shouldn't really be looking back uh, at, uh, at any other seasons instead of maybe like the the last season, this past season, where you know the Sabers actually looked like they had their their head in the right headspace and their mindset was right. Like everyone's, everyone was on the same page. Everyone was clicking. Everyone knew what they wanted to do. Everyone had a right goal in mind. And the Buffalo Sabers actually looked like they were projecting upwards and not just staggering downwards right after. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna go up. And only keep going up. See, I hope so. But, you know, even last season, like we've said, it, it was the highest of highs and also the lowest of lows, 6 nothing sometimes after a winning streak, you know. So I hope they can be more consistent and, like you said, just keep going up, which I think they will. But they've just got to get a better, you know, understanding of the team overall at this point. They're still very young. they got to figure it out. Yes. Now, I do want to mention the one goaltender that you did mention, uh, Tobias Lennon. I mean, he was our... Second round pick. Do you think Levi or Pertillo are not going to sign with the Sabres after this season? Because I feel like this was a move that said one of them is leaving. We don't know which one yet. But this is like um, our our plan B. In case if one of them doesn't sign, he's the guy who steps into that whoever leaves. Yeah, about that point. Um, I, I I get what you're coming where you're coming from with this. If there was one goalie out of Levi and Portillo that wasn't gonna gonna sign with the Sabers, it would have to be Portillo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the longest tenured in college, and he's returning for yet another season. People thought Portillo would be coming up with the Sabers this year, and maybe he'd try to get into Rochester a little bit, or maybe he's playing with the Cincinnati Cyclones down in you know the ECHL, or he's just up in preseason with the Sabers. But none of that's true. He's going back to Michigan for yet another season. And I'm pretty sure this is his last year the Sabres have his rights for. And then next year, um, he's a free agent. I could be wrong. I'd have to double check on that. Levi, we still have a little bit left on him. Because I'm pretty sure, I forgot what, I forget what year Levi is in college. But I'm pretty sure he was like a freshman last year. I could be wrong. Freshman or sophomore. So And Levi had a very strong season. 
with the North Northeastern. So he does still have a little bit of like, you know, feel left in him. Like, I got to do this. Like, I still want to, you know, ride it out with my guys and play. I'm not worried about Levi. Portillo is the only one I'm really worried about. Um, I think I think Levi is like a 10 times better prospect than Portillo. Even though Portillo's got a bigger build, uh, Levi is a much better goaltender. You just watch the two on tape. Like, Michigan is so much more in front of Portillo compared to what Levi has in Northeastern. So the fact that Levi plays with, like, less, like, worse defense, like, worse coaching, worse forwards, is the worst team overall, and he's still better than Portillo, it just really shows you the type of goaltender Levi is. And when Levi is in his stride here in Buffalo, I'm comfortable if we don't have our best defenders playing one game. I'm comfortable with our goaltending. Like, I, I feel good right. with Levi. Um, you know, plus, you also got to look at Lukadin. Lukanen's in the same situation as Portillo and Levi. He's one of the three goaltenders that we were looking at for the future. And Lukanen is, quote-unquote, the most NHL-ready at the moment. He's coming into Buffalo uh, most likely as the third goaltender, depending on if the Sabres do get one in free agency. But at the same time, Lukanen has injury history. But when he has played at the NHL ranks, he's shown promise. He's shown that he can play. Uh, but it's just that consistency and being able to stay healthy. That's the thing with Lukanen. Lukanen has all the physical traits. He has, you know, the flashy saves. He can, you know, get from post to post, slide across the crease. You know, he knows how to use his stick well. He can play the puck nicely. But again, it's just your best ability is your availability. That's my Dan Dale line. Uh, but, like, that's the thing with Lukanen. So drafting uh, Tobias Leninen out of Finland, the six foot five goaltender, 233 pounds, the goaltender out of Finland, I like this because it's a safe pick, right? There's only so much you're going to do with the number 41 overall pick in hockey. Can you find guys? Yes, you can find players. And I know this goalie, gla- goalie class wasn't the most stacked. I know it wasn't the best. But worst case scenario, Kevin Adams, you took a swing on a goaltender that you will have the rights to for at least a few years. And in worst case scenario, he comes in, competes, Maybe he turns out to be a solid NHL backup. Maybe he turns out to be a decent starter. Other than that, I thought it was a good pick. Well, UPL actually has to be resigned. He's a, I think, a restricted free agent. Yeah, I mean, He's the guy just has. On, he can't be made out of glass if we resign him. That's just that's the end of it. But his his contract's over, so yeah, it depends if they do see something in him. Because they could just let him walk. And yeah, say, I don't. We're going with future. I don't or... think. I think letting Lukanen walk right now would be bad. Um, if you want to let Lukanen walk, maybe in two or three years after Levi's up, maybe maybe Portillo's up too, uh, or maybe 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 Le- Lennon's up too, or may, you know whoever we get, maybe we get a veteran goaltender in free agency this year or next year. We don't know. You never know what can happen. But as of right now, I just feel like you have to keep Lukanen around. Yeah, he's the youngest guy you have at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, you still have Malcolm Subban. And yeah, I mean, you did sign Anderson for another season, but I mean, he's more of probably a. Anderson's a guy who might play yeah. twenty to thirty. Games. Right. Sorry, if I speak three... Subban. We should resign. We yeah. To... If two of our, you know, if the two goalies go down, like that's that's when Anderson will come in and play. Like, I I don't see him doing as much as he did this past season because he he wants out. I feel like he didn't he mention that. He wants to be with his family and stuff like that, and they're down uh, in Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah, Anderson. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I like re-signing Anderson. I think it's great for Lukanen. Um, right. If if like Leninen or Pertillo or Levi can get any sense of teaching from Anderson, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Uh, I don't want to rely on Anderson throughout the whole season though. No. Anderson is a guy 
who you should rely on to play maybe 20, 25, 30 games at the max. Right. Lukanen's a guy who might come in and play 15. This is where you come out and then you sign your veteran goaltender to really be the quote-unquote bell cow, a guy that you want playing down the stretch and can maybe slip you into the ace seed in the in the playoffs. Like the, the, That's the goaltender you want. You want a goaltender that can stand on his head game in and game out and just really be that type of goaltender. Because we do have a young decor still. We still have inexperienced forwards. Uh, we still have a young head coach in Don Granato. So getting a, getting a goaltender that the Sabres can just rely on and feel confident and play play loose but good, that's the type of goaltender you want. And they had that in Craig Anderson. But if you can find an upgrade and still have that same camaraderie with a goaltender, that how they feel comfortable with Craig Anderson, that would be huge. Right. I mean, are we going into free agency at all right now, or do you want to... Not not quite yet. I do want to... There was some breaking news that broke out. Not in the NHL. We're switching over to football. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I believe I saw this yesterday. Yeah. Heinz Field was no more. And there were reports that it's coming out later this week. The new naming situation and who's... I think they have the new name. Yeah, they already... Br- t- t- 12 minutes. 12 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, they said later you're, this you're week. You're telling me, oh, yeah, it's going to take a week. We're finalizing a deal. No, tomorrow. Well, I, I think after the whole Washington football team fiasco, you, you can't rely on anyone to come up with a name for anything in the NFL anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> My I mean, favorite team. I don't team. even know yeah. how to pronounce Commanders. this name. <laughs> <laughs> The movie The Replacements had a better name, The Washington Sentinels, than The Commanders, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new stadium now called the Ecrisur Stadium. It's A C R I S U R E. Dan, you get a hundred for that spelling bee. I I'm, <laughs> I I don't know. As he's looking at his laptop, oh, spelling looking it, at yeah. the laptop. What do you hey, mean? they don't I need to know that. They can't this see is our like faces. Cheating. They can't see our face. Ecrisur <laughs> is it French? All right, here we're gonna we're gonna exactly do this like a spelling bee. Ecrisur, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what they are exactly. I feel yeah, like I'm not exactly sure. Do a quick little Google search real fast. They're an <laughs> insurance exa- company. Oh, the, yeah, insurance. no, that's what it is. They are an insurance company. And, you know, I visited Heinz Field, actually. I went for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, week 16 game in 2019 where Trey White had those two picks, and it was Duck Hodges playing. And he threw, like, those four picks. Yeah. Uh, Poyer yeah. and Levi both had the game-winning <laughs> interceptions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to that game. Heinz Field's a great stadium. Yeah. It, I love it. I love the ketchup and the mustard bottles right. that they have out there. I've um, been to Pittsburgh many times just for baseball games, Pirates games, too. I love I love PNC and just that whole area. Pittsburgh's a great city, in my opinion. Yeah, so. no, it is great. And this this is kind of kind of be, um, you know, a competing like topic with the Bills Stadium. When it when it was changed from like the Ralph to New Era to Highmark to Bills and yeah, Bills, Bills Stadium, Stadium in between, Every, yeah, <laughs> everyone still most most fans eight out of ten fans are still calling it the Ralph. I call it I when someone like asks me era. where I'm going, I either say New Era or I say like Ralph Wilson Stadium because it's still like we, I don't like Ralph Wilson. We so grew up with it, so now. it's just in my mind, you know. But like I will never be one to say Buffalo Bills Stadium or Highmark. You know, I what mean, I mean, once like, in a while I'll throw out the Bills Stadium. Like, I'm going to the Bills Stadium. Right. Yeah. That's like, more that's, of a casual thing. I would yeah. say that anyway, though, even when it was named. I'm going yeah. to the Bills Stadium, you know. But the fact that that was the name for a season is just appalling to me. I don't know why. <laughs> and like, like, you could come well, up with anything. Well, it's like the, like, this could be the, the same com- thing. <laughs> it's like the Commanders being Washington football team. Like, it's, it's just like a, a carryover. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's a filler. Heinz <laughs> Field, the Steelers Field, Heinz Field, has been named that 
forever. Right. Oh, for, 21 years to 20, be Yeah, 20, okay, 21 years to be How exact. did they lose that contract is the real question. I, no, I think Heinz didn't want to resign. Wow. Oh. I think they just dropped out. They saw Mitch Trubisky going to be the quarterback. They're like, well, Big Ben's gone. Okay, we're done. Ma- I Here's mean, the thing. Mm, yeah. Uh, Heinz paid $57 million over 20 years. SoFi <laughs> is paying two hundred million for twenty years. Yee. So I think they wanted money. They wanted more, and Heinz <laughs> said, "No, no, 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 bye bye. Yeah, we're gone. But this, smell us later. This insur- buy our ketchup. Yeah, the insurance company can really probably dish that out. It's oh yeah, right I guess off. they're like yeah. a." <laughs> <laughs> they're like a human and yeah, artifi- artificial intelligence thing. No, they're oh definitely they're definitely in the they, they no, definitely they're gonna, they're gonna pioneer money. the robot refs and umps they're, and everything. Yeah, they're yeah. in the conference room and this insurance company's like, Hey, uh the Steelers just dropped Heinz as you know, the naming rights. Yeah, let's do it. It'll be a big tax write off. What's it gonna cost us? Sixty four million. Was it sixty four million? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm just gonna guess. Do we know the number? Uh, the number of how long they've signed. No, the number in, like, yeah, money. I have no too. idea. I just do like, out of range. Um, if it is up to that $200 million, now we definitely know Heinz wasn't dishing it out. I don't think there is yet just because it's so new. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe That was 12 minutes something? ago they came out with that? Yeah, just 12 minutes ago. Wow. And they said it was going to take a week. No, it was two hours I ago. I was expecting by, like, the end of the week because sometimes it takes long with those name changes. Here, this this is what it is. It's oh, um, no. Heinz. <laughs> no, no, this is what it is. Heinz Field will be re- renamed Arkansas Stadium starting the season. Uh, Heinz opted out of extending its naming rights due, which opened the door for accuracy of Michigan-based insurance brokerage to Michigan. step in as a new sponsor. Michigan sponsoring Pittsburgh. What? What? Someone goes well, worse than Crypto.com Arena. No. Some, all the comments, it's hilarious. Rolls right off the tongue. You're ru- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, me. Me. I'm a prime example yeah. of that um, now. No, just play this clip on them, and then yeah. they'll just be like, yeah, really rolls off the tongue for Someone that guy. Someone goes worse than Crypto.com. Uh, worse than Crypto. Ha- yeah, so- the Crypto.com. Someone goes, ha, 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 Steelers taking another L left and right. <laughs> They're taking another <laughs> They have insurance for that. Yeah, so now, now you they... You can't make fun of them for that yeah. anymore. Someone goes, how do you pronounce it? Oh, my gosh. These comments are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, these are bad. These bad is the whole Zach Wilson thing that we're not going to talk about because... Oh, can yeah. we please talk about that? Do we want to talk <laughs> yeah, Do we about want it? to? I mean... I mean can we? T- I mean, Wait, Tanner, say it's up. Tanner, what... what? <laughs> Tanner, Tanner, we need your involvement on this. Uh, we're we're kind of split here. Can we talk about the Zach Wilson? Oh, absolutely, of course. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little controversial, but it's not like anything obscene. So okay, no. okay. We I, I but can... do you do you remember this is this is a quote from Barstool? I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna just forgo a lot of the the language. The, in the this. words. Yeah. yeah. He said, "Remember the Zach Wilson we saw on draft night." That one that lo- the one draft pick that looked like an eighth grader at the school dance, who looked terrified taking pictures with all the other first rounders, that Zach Wilson is gone, gone with the wind, dead. New Zach Wilson is here to take the next big steps. <laughs> City boys ride. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's a little ad at the end of that that there's a rest of that sentence that says something else. Dude, that I, I'm not I going just, to say. I just can't believe. Let me explain the the Zach Wilson situation because I don't think everybody's heard of it. Because Let's go it for kinda, it. It wasn't like covered by everybody. No, I just see it. I saw it on Twitter and I was but like, no was, way. <laughs> it's basically that. Um, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend, who was seen at draft night, they broke up, <laughs> and um, they they were broken up for a while, 
and I guess one of Zach Wilson's like best friends off the field, like one of the teammates yeah. at BYU, uh, decided to date her. So somebody under <laughs> an Instagram post by the ex-girlfriend of Zach Wilson wrote, um, Hopping homies or homie hopping? <laughs> homie hopping. Homie hopping. No, and, homie hopper. Yeah. And <laughs> and basically she wrote. It's not even Easter yet. I love the internet. I just, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is great. Um, basically she wrote, at least I didn't sleep with his mom or best friend's mom or mom's best friend. His mom's best friend. Zach Wilson might take L's like, on the field. Like Zach Wilson? <laughs> Dude, Zach Wilson might take L's on the field, but he might take W's off the field. <laughs> like, did, wait, didn't he get? No, that was Darnell. I was thinking of the mono situation. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, I was gonna oh, make that connection. Mono man. Do do <laughs> do do Jets QBs have something that we all don't know during the offseason? I know. Yeah. What happened? Zach Wilson does look absolutely yoked now, though. Compared Dude, to did, last okay, season. you know what's funny? When Zach Wilson was in high school, he took two college cheerleaders to his high school prom. Bro, I mean, like, dude, he's a winner. You can't argue. You can't argue that. But I mean, like, like he's a winner. I mean, I, I just think that whole Jets team quarterback room is cursed because Mike White coming out and being like, "I should have been the first overall pick." <laughs> Getting him <laughs> right after that, just the Bills, the Bills annihilate him the next week. Like, just come on. Dude, I'm telling you, man. The I'm, chip on the shoulder in there. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> but Zach Wilson deserves it after that, I think. The, dude, the all-time move. Dude, imagine when Zach Wilson walks into the training camp locker room. Yeah. Like, they're just going to be overloading him with that question. What did you do, bro? No, they're just going to be hyping him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, dude, it's going to be like, that's he's going to walk in, they're going to just swarm him. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God! That's my quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. that's someone you need to play for. You know there's going to be a cheer at every Jets game about it now. Dude, yeah. Zach Wilson's gonna be if running out of the tunnel. Just, just, yeah, just oh, I can. Dude, see that the just chance. gives opposing teams fans like something just to say now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I know if I, you know, we'll see some tweets when we play the Jets about like you know post game, like after some stuff, like Zach Wilson will just go back and you know oh do gosh. his thing. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, I just I saw it come out on Twitter and I was like, "There's no way." I I, I just think of Zach Wilson in my. I thought it was fake. I thought yeah. it was a blasphemous tweet. I didn't think, I, you know, I, I had no idea. And then I kept seeing it, and I'm like, wait a second. This happened. Like, <laughs> this is true. This is true. And then I saw, like, big media outlets like Barstool get a hold of it and just blew it out of blew it out of the water. That, well, yeah, Barstool. Oh, that is, like, the, okay, that is the, the, the most, most Barstool yeah. type of breaking news you'll yeah, see. That is, right. okay, I'm sorry, but, like, if that news breaks... Schefter, Rappaport, and no one can report it. Just no. let Barstool report it. Yeah. Because it's like literally a <laughs> Barstool story. No, it is. It's it's so funny. It's so funny. Did Schefter even, or any of those guys even say anything no, about it? No, I don't think no. any. <laughs> no. Schefter hasn't treated in like days. He's no. been quiet. Yeah, you know why? Because he doesn't know how to tweet after the whole thing with, you know, saying Tom Brady's retired when he wasn't yet, even though he did eventually. He said it like four days early. And then, yeah. you know, the Dwayne Haskins incident, like, it's just like the guy, the guy, I shifty Schefter, I, I have no respect for him. He, if I see something tweet of his, I just hit report and I close it out. I don't believe him. Yeah. I mean, if it's report bills, is spam, if it's bills related, I don't believe him. Like, no. I even if I saw it with my own two eyes, I don't want to believe it. No, no. I'll wait for Rappaport. Yeah. Rappaport, <laughs> Rappaport. Um, just anyone else. Anyone else besides. Yeah. It's just hey, interesting how they get the their hands on it. The Von Miller news. Yep. 
Ian did break the Von, Bill- Von Miller news. You were about to say Von Biller. That's a good nickname. <laughs> Von Biller? Come hey, on. You never heard that one? You no. You never heard that one yet? No. Von no, Biller. that was a mis- grammar mistake on my end there. That was just a, a flub up. That's a new word, a flub up. <laughs> <laughs> Every mistake from now on. It's the ra- I, I it's flubbed the, up. Yeah, I flubbed up. It's the radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> just while I'm like... Uh, Editor me when I'm editing this. Make sure I highlight the flub up. Yeah, just <laughs> boost the audio about 10 points for the, the flub. Yeah. You, just hear, you hear it, yeah. Ed's the flub. <laughs> just flub up. <laughs> I, I, I better see on my app when I want to edit it. Flub. You'll new see just edition. an audio spike yeah. when I say it, yeah. Gonna make it the loudest thing anybody's ever this heard. Guy. Evan, why are you showing off your muscles? One month strong at the gym, boys. You're flubbing up here. You change your diet at all? Uh, does make chickens count as a diet? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wish I had the metabolism for that, but I don't. <laughs> two, two make chickens a day, keep the flubs away. Keep <laughs> the flubs away. Flubba, flubba, flubba. What have we become? <laughs> Whenever we're like on now, it's either we're singing songs. Now we're talking about flub. We're talking about the $1 movie bin at Walmart. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, like. <laughs> Wally World, yeah. Have you guys watched the new Thor Love and Thunder? No. no I have not. Not yet. yet. I plan on it. I guess I got I'm a. I'm so way behind. I got a keychain of Mjolnir. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. You can like swing it around while. Yeah, I'm worthy. Like, I can fly. Look. Woo. <laughs> 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 Milner. Okay. So <laughs> back on track. <laughs> we're gonna get back to it. No, we're actually gonna take a break. Oh. <laughs> we talked about the flub too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a flub up on our end. Uh but keep listening to the blitz. We'll be back in a quick minute. <laughs> Welcome back to What's New World And I am Double D still. Evan Harrington, Joe Kelly, Aaron Sander, Saunders, Art with me. Except him and Virgil here. But um, while we were talking some hockey, I wanted to get into free agency because free agency is Wednesday. It's, it's like two days. And Sabres have a lot of money this night. Oh, yeah. So I know, Joe, you wanted to lead off. This is, I've got one big one I want to lead off with, and then then we can go from there. I just think, looking at it, I mean, Darcy Kemper from the Colorado Avalanche is, our, is a free agent goalie. I mean, he's he's he has to make it to the free agent market, but if so, like, we want a veteran goalie. I mean, I, I think that's a great movie, just fresh off of a Stanley Cup win. Yeah, no, I definitely like that, like, um... Darcy Kemper isn't the most sound goaltender in the NHL. He's not one of the top goaltenders in the league. Right. But nonetheless, he was the goaltender that was in between the pipes for the Colorado Avalanche's Stanley Cup victory. Um, I wouldn't be mad if Darcy Kemper came to the Buffalo Sabres. I don't know the exact contract details that that would bring. But nonetheless, that is a number one goaltender in the Buffalo Sabres' eyes. Um, A goaltender that I would be all for bringing in is uh, Jack Campbell from Toronto. 
That's also a good one. That is a goaltender that the Sabres have been keeping their eyes on. Reports are they're on and off with Jack Campbell. Uh, maybe more that he might not come here. But nonetheless, Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper are like two of my top goaltenders that would uh, come to Buffalo. And I, and I think that if you can bring in a guy like Jack Campbell, even though he does have a little bit of injury history, you have to take that risk. But the guy like Jack Campbell, he's one of the top goalies in free agency. Um, I feel like uh, he's a good goaltender that can be in front of Craig Anderson and Ukebekalukin. Now, I, Evan, you, you, you have a good time with this caller. I oh. think you'll know who this caller is. It's Dave, not from, still not from Texas. Oh. Hi, Dave. How's it going? It's going good. Good show, guys. So what do you want to talk about, Dave? <laughs> My take is you guys are still the apologists for Adams. I tell you, I don't know if you're related to Adams or what. He's my first cousin. I figured. I figured because there's no way that you can defend what he did in the draft. Three first-round draft choices. What do we get? Three centers. Wow, that was really innovative. And no trade. Nothing. Other teams traded and got people. We got guys who will play in five years. Maybe. Well, well, well Dave, we did have a trade on the table for goaltender Matt Murray. Um, but it didn't go through. So that was like the... And why didn't it go through? Because we were one of the 10 teams, only 10 teams, the guy would not come to. He had a no-trade clause. Nobody wants to come here because they know that... Yeah, but that's, you know, not, due to, that's not due to Kevin Adams. That's due to, pa- the, to uh, past management and past coaching. Kevin Adams can't... So you're blaming Jason Botterill? I'm blaming all the past... GMs and coaches Murray, and players Botterell, yeah. have played here. I can't blame Kevin Adams for the last 10 to 11 years of Sabres mishaps in the hockey world. Um, it's going to take at least another year or two for Buffalo to start becoming a more respectable destination. It's not Kevin Adams' fault that Matt Murray thinks Buffalo is not on the right pace yet. Uh, Kevin Adams has only been here for two years. He's got us out of the grave a little bit. And I think it's going to start lifting sooner rather than later. Does it suck that some players in the NHL still view Buffalo as a place they would not want to come and play hockey for? Sure, that that sucks. But I just don't think that's um, Kevin Adams' fault. Kevin Adams had all the right pieces in front of him for the trade. It was all set together. Both teams were you know, in agreement. It's just that Matt Murray has a difference about Buffalo. It's not you know, more say that he has disagreement with Kevin Adams. It's just that Matt Murray just doesn't want to play hockey in Buffalo because he saw what happened the last 11 years, and that's just really what it all is. Look, no one grades whether they want to go to a place what Punch Imlac did or Floyd Smith did years and years ago, or even what Botterill, Housley, you name them. They, these guys are young. They know what's happening. They're, if they see something, it did take the Buffalo Bills three years to to build up to get people to like make this a destination. Well, no, hockey and football are two different building building blocks. Huh? It, it takes a lot. Yeah, longer for hockey. For like sure. football, your first round picks can play right away. In hockey, your first round picks might not play for a year or two. You have to really. Wait. Start from a different spot. Take over hockey teams and they get good fast. I'm not saying they win the Stanley Cup, but they make the playoffs. If we had a. a, But who is on our roster to make the playoffs? 
I mean, who's on our roster to make the playoffs? Some some of these teams have good rosters implemented already. We didn't we didn't have a good roster. We built up a good roster through the midway point of the season. Kevin Adams took a guy like Jack Eichel, who had a career ending or almost career ending surgery, who might have not been the same player. Guess what he got? Guess what Kevin Adams got for Jack Eichel? A first round pick who is Noah Ausland, Alex Tuck, and Peyton Krebs, and a future second. Right. For a guy who, remember what Eichel was credited to and may still be if things work out. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm saying right now. A generational talent. We're not talking just a first round draft choice, even though I understand he was number two, but he was touted as a generational, we're talking D. LaFleur, Crosby. We're talking that type of player. So, in terms of that, I think Adam got a little lucky with Tuck in terms of that he got some value there. I mean, we can't but say he got lucky. Thing. He was the one who, like, orchestrated the trade. Like, right. He was the one that was manning with Jack Eichel the entire time. He was the one who was, you know, dealing with 31 other NHL teams because, again, like, like let me put it like this. When you have a player like Jack Eichel, you mentioned generational talent on the same path as Sidney Crosby for a prospect-wise, right? You are going to have every single team on your phone line calling about offers. Kevin Adams had to like digest and really, really take a deep dive into all these teams and all the offers they were giving the Buffalo Sabres, and he picked the right one. He probably picked the best one. Right, and also, I mean, generational talent aside, I mean, he was a cancer to the locker room here in Buffalo. I mean, it was it was not he was not that leader. It was it was all about himself. You well, got well, you know that I mean? was kind of on his uh, scouting report. I mean, they knew about the bad attitude. Yeah, like, right. Everything with the attitude about Jack is like like different. Just the player, right? We didn't know if Jack was going to play hockey. Again. That was the thing. Was he going to play hockey at the same level? Right. We didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Teams had to take that in consideration when trading for Jack Eichel. They had right, to send. Also, also, he asked to be traded. He saw what was happening here. That's why you see all the, you know, you, you see the uh, the goaltender that left for Boston. He went because he he was offered more money to stay. Well, and he said, no, that's this organization's lost. No, no, no. That's a different. That's a different comparison. Linus Allmark has been on this team for about five or six years. He wanted to change your scenery. I I I would not use the players that have been on this team for more than five years as an argument compared to the guys who've only been here because. They have been here for so long that it takes a toll on them mentally and physically that they just need a change of scenery nonetheless. Uh, I would not use that. Linus Allmark has played on this. You know, he got drafted in like, 20, like 2014 or something. And like didn't Michael request a trade because the Sabres were pushing a different surgery than the one he wanted to? It no, was like, no, no, it was even he, before that. He requested a couple times. So he requested before. and it was before. So the thing is, is that you can't say that Adams, and look at his other trades, okay, maybe the Eichel one is halfway decent, even though I think it's not enough for a generational player. Um, I think it was it was a good trade if you were trading just a regular player, but for a generational player, no. And look at the other trades he made or did not make. And he's been here a year and a half. He didn't just take over yesterday. He and Granado have been here, and nobody wants to come here. Do you think Owen Power is a good know. draft pick? Like, Huh? Do you think all the you so do, you, do you like our prospect pool like as of right now? I I think that it's not enough for the Sabers to 
go on prospects because so many of these prospects, especially in hockey, they're so young. It's so hard to predict. I think that, yeah, it's always roses now. When it comes to are they making the NHL, look at all the ones that fall through. There's a lot higher attrition rate than you get with the NFL. But would I mean, you say – first-round draft choice usually makes it. In the NHL, they, a lot of times they don't. What you need to do is you need to start winning now and putting together a team now. I mean, after a half year, I would have agreed with you. Yeah, he, he needs a little bit more time. But a year and a half and no real progress. I mean, yeah, but we, except for gained draft choices, which anybody would have gotten. Yeah, but like the thing is, like you can't just rush yourself into trying to win. You need to set up the groundwork to win. You need to have the right players in peace to win, right? You can't just go out and grab these flashy veteran players because they might win you a couple more games. Like, is it good for the locker room? We don't know. Like, we have guys in place. The Kevin Adams and Don Granato want to bring in their own guys. They want to develop the prospects. They want to, you know, have players that fit the current timeline of the team. Like, it's just not smart to trade away young players for veteran players who might be decent third or second liners. You're not going to be able to just go get a first-line player in the NHL like that. It's not realistic. Like, you can't just go get... Uh, a guy like Patrick Kane like that. You can't just have, get a Jack Eichel replacement. It's going to take time for the Sabres to find themselves. So that's why the prospects we have in place. You know, have. Las Vegas found somebody. Um, other teams find their, their their players. We don't. I mean, it's Vegas, I mean, free agency. I, just, I looked in the Buffalo News. They had the article saying, oh, a GM for a day. They don't even have, that guy doesn't even have any idea what, Adams could do to bring it. They they don't even say that he's looking at any free agents. Plus, every free agent. No, he's looking at free agents. I wouldn't believe. I live. I wouldn't believe a source like that. Like that's not. Like I wouldn't believe a, a the Buffalo News source. Like, no, I'm just saying. No, they're not saying. They're, uh, I, I'm not trying to say they say it's just so bad that there's not even anyone out there that is a target that has said, oh. I'm coming to Buffalo. You would, you should hear something by now. Free agency. You know, you, no, you normally but don't you had, hear players saying they're going to come here before free agency starts. Well, you know, and you had three first round draft choices. Now with three, and I first think you hit on all of them. Choices, I think you hit on all of them. I, I put them together and I trade for somebody like Bills did with Stefan Diggs. Yeah, but like, no. but but what what players out there? There's just not a player like you can just go get. Like it's just not like sustainable like what player are you going to get with these first three round picks like like what player like do you know what player if not like what player are we just going to go get just throw three first round picks at some random random great player like, no of course not you you pick a player that that fits your system but what players out you there take a look who's available it depends what system they want to they want to play here i, I got one for you say what their system would be Dave, i'm saying that they should pick somebody who they think will work and whether they work or not, now that's their that's that's their job to know that. Yeah. But that's what you need to do. Dave, I and got one for you. The New Jersey Devils offered the second overall pick for Matthew Kachuk from the Calgary Flames. You th- what do you what are your thought quick thoughts on Matthew Kachuk as a player? I'm not that familiar with, with him. All right, I so Matthew Kachuk is a hundred point, two hundred foot physical player from Calgary. He is a, okay. a phenomenal player. Everyone would want a Matthew Kachuk on their team. The New okay. Jersey Devils offered the second overall pick for Matthew Chuck. The Calgary Frames went, hung up the phone, no. 
what the player you want is on Matthew Kachuk's level. If, okay, so so then I got two first rounders. I mean, yeah, but they offer the number two overall pick. We had the nine, sixteen, and twenty eight. Yeah, so you give them two, and maybe you you even if you're going to get the players that you need, you go out there. You, Stephon Diggs. Yes, but Dave, Dave, draft pick we 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 traded for Dave when the Sabers when the Bills got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was uh. A, just had a couple seasons over 1,000 yards. He wasn't a top 10 receiver yet. He was maybe top 20, top 15. Oh, he's a Minnesota that. miracle I, I under think... his belt. That's really, you know what I like, mean? He, like, like, like Stefan Diggs wasn't established. Like, Matthew Kachuk is a top player in the NHL. You want a top player in the NHL. They couldn't even get the second overall pick for Matthew Kachuk. Like, so no team is just going to give us a guy for a ninth and 16th pick. Like, we're but not. That's, that's where your scouting comes in. If you tell me, okay, Stefan Diggs, he wasn't that, he wasn't as good. Well, then you know why the Bills knew? The Bills knew players going upwards. Unfortunately, the Sabres don't have that scouting department. That's I disagree with that. I think the Sabres have scouting. Uh, uh, Dave, we, we drafted a guy in the, in the third round in Victor Nechuv out of, out of Russia. Uh, right. Six foot two, 165 pounds, absolute rocket of a shot. He was a projected first-round pick. Sabres got him in the third. Like... That's a good week. J.J. Paterka was um, a, an early second-round pick. He's doing better than half of the first-round prospects in, in his draft. We'll see if he makes the NHL. Yes, but J.J. Paterka was our best team. player in the, in the in the Rochester playoffs. He was better than Jack Quinn, who Jack Quinn is compared to David Pasternak as a goal scorer. You know, team, uh, players in the American League, sometimes they can transition, sometimes they can't. Yeah, but like, I see them playing a shift. On the NHL, and he's a top six. I'm not going to say. Yeah, but these are the only that, players oh, that Kevin Adams has scouted. Like these are the only players like we've scouted under this current scouting regime. So that's really all I can say. Like, like Victor um, JJ Paterka went into the AHL playoffs, which is basically ran by a bunch of 26 to 29 year old um, AHL like like actual players who just play in the AHL like big physical guys. A 20 year old uh, JJ Paterka had a, basically a point per game in the playoffs. Same with Peyton Krebs. Uh, I mean, they they did phenomenal, and they're only going to get better. So they may get better, but it's they're only going to get better. They're That's... not getting the players that they need but what... to make these alleged bear players. And until I see them get better, I've heard it way too often. Yeah, but I'm I've like Dave. I'm, I'm Dave. I'm like literally them. like giving you like all of the like the facts and the the truth about what's happening and what's going to get better. You just have to wait for it to unfold. This I'm no one's been saying this about the Sabers for the last eleven years. This is the first time in eleven years the Sabers have actually had a deep prospect pool with competent coaching and a competent GM. But I see the signs of people who know players who don't want to come here. A, a draft choice who's unhappy on coming here. I see not that recently. Already. All all our draft choices are happy coming here. Double D, double D just mentioned Austin. Not a, a couple minutes ago, how the one guy looked like you would. Take okay, and and, J- and James Cook here. had this, and, and James Cook had the same yeah. facial reaction about the Buffalo Bills. So like, it's it's a pitcher. Like we can't. Well, I get, no, there's a difference there. With Cook, no, there's not. There's not a difference, Dave. It's it's. To, he may not be able to get. He may not be able to get to be a a number one draft pick. With this guy, there's no question. If you're good enough, you will make this team. And be able to play on the Sabers if if you're at all good because there's not that much in front of them. I mean, they yes, lost. Uh, yes, there is. D- Dave, there is like seven centers on the current Sabers roster that is better than our, our 16th overall pick in Noah Ausland. Like right now, currently, he would not make this roster. 
our ninth overall pick currently would not make this roster. No. Right. Right. And that's that's the key. In in football, you you have you either make the uh, you you're looking at whether you're starting or not. And that's probably, if anything, he was a little disappointed about. No, in, in Dave. Hockey, all it was, it was a photo. Dave, it was a, it was a snapshot photo. Dave, like huh? it, it, all it was was a snapshot photo of like, like people looking like you know just unhappy or whatever. Like, like that's how the media works. They'll be like, oh, this player looks unhappy, but realistically, he just got drafted into the NHL or NFL or NBA. It's the biggest moment of his life. He's just taking it in. Like they, and heard, and we're taking out of context. We're taking. No, no, the, it's not out of context. When how do, say, but how do oh, we know? Dude, how do we know what Noah Auslin is thinking? Like, do we know what Al, Noah Auslin is going? Like, we don't know how he feels. We just know that he's happy to be a Buffalo Saber. That's all yeah, we but, know. But your your pick, your take was, hey, look, there's no draft picks that are unhappy. Yeah, the snapshot shows there's guy unhappy. And then the other thing but is, he's not unhappy. Don't want to come here. Yep. People don't until you get. Let me see that people want to come here and that they're. Alex not talk Peyton Krebs, uh, Malcolm Subban, uh, J- Jeff Skinner. I mean, Victor Olson wants to come back. He's oh, a twenty goal scorer. Saying, uh, you're saying some names who came way before. Now, I just named. Hey, I can't. I just I'm named three guys. Past regimes. Just Owen Power. Way man. before Kevin Adams. Yeah, no, way I just. Before. I just named. Uh, four guys who have been here since Kevin, who came here after Kevin Adams, Alex was, Tuck, Peyton Krebs. Um, well, Tuck had no choice; he got traded. He has to come here. And, yeah, but, and he's local. Um, but what? But he's happy. had no choice. He's uh, he's under the contract. Um, you could tell they love being any. here, though. That's the thing. Okay, but like, Dave, Dave, in, in today's world of sports, players actually have more of a choice than than they did that they did in the past. Like. They can literally say, I don't want to play for your organization. Trade me. Gronkowski literally fake retired from the Patriots to not get traded to the Lions. Look at basketball. Kevin Durant doesn't want to be with the Brooklyn Nets. He has four years left on his current contract. He doesn't want to play for the Nets. Like, if they don't like it here, they don't have to play here. We could trade Peyton Krebs and get value, but we're not. You want to know why? Because he enjoys playing here, and he's a valuable asset to this organization. Well, it, it, the thing is, though, that is he going to be at the top six that can get us? At, at he doesn't need to be in our top six. Legitimacy. He doesn't need I to mean, be in our top six. We need those lower lower line for you know what I mean, like, like players to fill depth. No, 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 that is that is wrong. It's not the bottom six. Yes, it is. Three. The, no, it's not. Yes, the, you, how do you think Tampa got to the NHL finals? Why, why we're not making it? Dave, Remember, we're, it is because our top three can play, no. and as soon as we get down past that, they don't. They've there's no competition. You need more depth, Dave. Braden Point of the Tampa Bay Lightning was injured for us long stretch of the playoffs. Who is a first, second-line player? Who stepped up? Nick Paul, a third-line player in the bottom six for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He had a stretch. He was scoring like four goals in four games. Like, that's the third line. And he got them to the cup. Like, literally, if you watch all of all of Colorado's third, fourth-line players, like, they were right, stepping that, up big. That's not the reason... Teams don't miss the playoffs and and finish eight out of twelve because they got guys who they don't have enough guys on their third and fourth line. Kyle Oposo is not going to be your difference maker. He had twenty goals. He had twenty goals. Playing for him. Yeah, but he had twenty goals on the fourth line. Yeah, on the fourth line, and 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 now you're telling me, oh, well, 
well. It was the depth on the fourth line. Well, the guy had twenty goals, and and you know that's, yeah, but that's one that's one player. Point. That's that's one player. We're saying we need to fill right, out our third what? and fourth you lines. Still need it's the top six that make the difference. No, the that's top six. And the top six. Have it, that here yet? Well, you don't have guys who can be the top six who can consistently get you. I mean, you couldn't even. You had to bring in a face-off specialist because your two centers aren't good enough to take the face-off. Show me another team that has to have a face-off specialist. To, that's that's when you have to have a bad team. That's that, just like where I, I don't think that means like you want to, if, if you want to compare it to football, I mean, look at it. It's like that's like saying if the Bills have you know Stephon Diggs is their wide receiver number one, and then you go to Robbie Anderson. Like you know what I mean from the Panthers, like that. If they were on the same roster, that's you need to have that depth in order to be able to have a, a competent game. Like you, you, if you're if their bottom six are way better than your bottom six, there's no competition. Okay, let me, yeah. Since we're comparing football, what do you think the Buffalo Bills did? Look, look at who they got. They got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Jamison Crowder, but they got a lot of depth. Drafted Khalil Shakir, Isaiah McKenzie, Jake Kumaro. Tavon Austin. Look, they brought in depth for the backup tight end. O.J. Howard behind Dawson Knox. Look at how many running backs we have. Uh, James Cook, Singletary, Duke Johnson, uh, Zach Moss, Tywan Jones. And they bring up depth. They're concentrating depth now because they're a really good team. And so are we. We literally drafted three centers to concentrate on depth. We literally drafted three centers to concentrate on depth. But five years down the road. Yep. Okay. Five out, years. Five. Okay. Somebody. Five years is suck. five years down the road. Poyer have, and Hyde aren't even going to be on the Bills. That's so. That's like, a long time. Like five years. Like what? Five. five okay. It, it's it's more of two years. I see two years. Get a, a new coach comes on. A new general manager comes on, and then within a year, these guys are at least at least competing. I'm not even saying making the playoffs. Competing for a playoff spot. The Sabres were out of playoff contention in when? December? Come on! They're not even the team! I don't know why. Arguably, everyone was out of playoff contention. Literally, every team this year in hockey performed over expectation. Every team was far more ahead than every other team. No team that was not locked into a playoff spot at a certain part of the year had a chance. This year was a different year of hockey than every other year in the past. I mean, this is a hot take. Remember, remember, the. The East was, I think, eight teams all had over a hundred yes, points. Yes, it was Sabres ridiculous. Sabres weren't even close because, like, like we yeah, didn't have a. Ch- even in the ballpark. Because we're a young team with a young head coach hitting young. GM. I mean, for this coming season, this is going to be a hot take right here. But I mean, honestly, I think we're interchangeable with the Maple Leafs. We we wiped the floor with them two games, and I I I think we we've it's it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. That's just what I have to say. We fly. We wiped the floor with them because they didn't take us seriously. That's why how after you, the game, Dave, how do you, were you in the locker room, Dave? Went, like we can't lose to teams like the Sabers. Guess what? When you're the, they did say when that. they make comments of we can't lose like this, that's where you're like in the NFL Detroit. You're in the Dave. The reason the why they say that is because uh, Dave. The reason why they say that is because in their mind they view themselves as a Stanley Cup contender, and as of right now, the Sabers are not a Stanley Cup contender. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't view us any differently than any other team in hockey. They strap up their skates and they go on the ice and play. That is how they view us. You know, in hockey, they play different players. They play backup goaltenders. That's what they do. They played Austin Matthews. They played Mitch Marner. Yeah, their starting lineup was there. They played John Tavares, William Elander. But how much do they play? And also, how um, committed are they? What do you mean how? 
There's trap games. The Buffalo Bills lost. Okay, so... The, the, Dave, Dave, I'm going to have to cut you off. We have to go a break. It's a great discussion, but <laughs> we're, we're getting off track. You're going from Sabres to football, back to Sabres, back to football. You, it, 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 <laughs> the people behind me are all getting wound up uh, from your takes here. Uh, but thanks for the call, though. Uh, we really appreciate the call. It gets no them. problem. You have, you have a good day. They, uh, they have left the, the studio. Right, Both now. Joe and Evan have left the studio. They're, I, I think they're taking a walk. Tanner's the only one that can't leave because he's on a phone. <laughs> Sorry, Sizzler. You got stuck. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See ya. Sorry, Dan. I, like, packed out there for a moment. I'm just sitting back, sipping some orange soda, eating some Pockies, waiting for my turn. But I Oh, you're playing some – you're eating Pocky? I love Pocky. Oh, yes, sir. Sponsor <laughs> us, Pocky. I, I want to sponsor out of this. Uh, if you want to be like Dave and you want to call in, give us your thoughts on anything Sabres-related, Bills-related, even we'll get into some Yankees and All-Star game. I got stuff for that later in the show. Uh, call 716-878-5104, 716-878-5104. We're going to take a quick break while Evan and Joe are trying to figure out how to come back into the studio. Uh, keep listening on the Blitz for more sports takes. And we'll be- Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. 91.3 FM, WBNY, Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. And I didn't get to get to my list because of Dave. My God. Dave, why? Um, I wanted to talk free agency. I'm still joined by Evan Harrington, who had a long talk with Dave, not from Ted's. Um... Joe Kelly and Tanner Snyder's over the phone because he's just drinking orange orange soda and eating Pocky. I I guess that's what we do on a regular dinner. I have breaking news. You have breaking news? Uh Matthew Berry tweeted out that this is his last week at ESPN. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I like how we all just went. Ooh. So Matthew Berry Ooh. Matthew Berry, Berry basically in a short tweet, he had a he has a whole like um thing, but I'm just going to read his quick tweet. I'm really excited about the future, but there will be plenty of time to talk about that before the season. For now, I just want to take some time to reflect and celebrate an incredible 15 years. Thanks for the support. I love you all. And then like, everyone's saying like ESPN legend, and we don't know where he's going to end up yet, but I don't know. Just thought that was interesting. It literally popped up uh, as you guys were just talking for a second. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Dan showed me this fascinating tweet. Oh what, my god, it yeah. was a great tweet. Yeah, it was really you, you insightful. Yeah, you missed it. It was very insightful. Yeah, it was. It was probably one of the most well well written tweets I've ever seen. Was in my it insightful life. as mine and Dave's conversation? It, yeah. it was about that caliber. <laughs> uh, it basically said. The Broncos are looking to build around Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, I would sure hope so. The sky I mean, is blue. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> the sky yeah, is do blue. Do we need a sign? Like Clouds are in the sky. Uh, the sun is up in the daytime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? Potato like, chips taste like potatoes. Yeah. We're yeah. looking to Grass you know, is green. put some French fries with your burger. Like, that's basically what that is. And hey. It, I get chips in a pickle. Oh, don't tell me. No. No. You don't get fries? No, I know I do, but I can get a chips in a pickle. 
You prefer chips? No, I could get chips. Do you? You don't prefer chips, but you get chips? Yeah. That's a questionable move right there. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't prefer them, but, yeah, I, get but them I, anyway. I get them, but I don't prefer them yeah. over French fries. It depends. It depends the place with the chips. Every chip's different. Every chip's different. If it's a kettle cooked homemade chip, I'm down. You but know if it's like a bag of Lay's, no way. You know what chips are good? What? Um, the chips at Tim Hortons. They are good. Yeah. I've had them with a, they used to have a crispy chicken sandwich that was pretty good too, but they got rid of that. So. They get rid of everything. Their mac and cheese always good. Yeah, they had uh, potato wedges that I would get like oh, fries. Those, so those were phenomenal and now they're gone. It's just, you know. They get rid of all the good stuff. I'm prepared to gaslight them on Twitter like Rachel Bush, like at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you love bringing up Rachel Bush. It's just, I love, I love it when the tweets come out. Like Twitter's just my favorite. We should have Rachel Bush media. on the show. Yeah. In person. In yeah. studio. Yeah. I probably get slapped around for all the things <laughs> no, I said, but I mean. Just sit over here in this this area with me. You'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to think about. Uh, But, yeah, I wanted to get into I made this sheet so long ago. I, like, posted this on Snapchat because I had nothing better to do. I don't know why I did it, but I had nothing better to do. It it was April, and I just decided, you know what? I'm making a Sabres free agent sheet. April. 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 Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm just going to make this early. So I like did roster moves that they would make that were people already on the roster, of course. I actually recalled, uh, I actually called Anderson being signed. I was off by 500000 I said one year, $2 million. So I have a nicer number because I don't feel like doing math. <laughs> uh, Bryson, I, I, I was off by like three hundred k. Two years, $4 million. Instead of 3.7. Then uh, Biro and Malone getting resigned. That was something I did too. I was shocked. But, you know, enough about me trying to be right all the time. Uh, you know, there's always people that you want the Sabres to sign. And hopefully get Wednesday. Or at least being talks with Wednesday. My my first big one is to get... Uh, Goudreau from Calgary. Oh, my gosh. I, if, I would love him. Five years, $35 million, yeah. up to 40 Again, like, my favorite That's, thing about no, this no, is... all those... just five years, $40 million for Goudreau? I would say 35 up to 40 Dude, it would take... Dude, it's going to take, like, at least $9 million a year yeah, to get Goudreau. Yeah, yeah. He just had 115 points this year. 45 mil at least over the course of the contract. No, you're going to... It's, like, dude, I think Goudreau just turned down a contract from from the... From the Flames, it was like eight years, eight point five million a year. Gaudreau's Gaudreau's looking for more of Eichel Skinner money, right? But I mean, honestly, I just I love, love I, Dan. If we get him for five and five, yeah. Oh, I would love. That. No, yeah, it's no. an absolute steal. We, you know, but like seven million a year. The I thing, would love that. the thing is, though, is like it's nice that we can talk about this stuff because it's to the point where we could honestly make an outrageous contract. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. and, and like, if he wants nine million a year. Are you we, argue we, it? we could do that. Like, would they argue that you think, or do you think they would try and do for less? But they have a lot of cap space to if make you, that happen. If you so. wanted to bring Gaudreau to Buffalo, you would probably have to overpay for him. Yeah, you, is it a Skinner type of overpay, or is it like well, Gaudreau? Okay, Gaudreau had one of the best se- the best season of his career. He had about 115 points this year. Gaudreau's going to demand at least over 10 million from Buffalo. Right. You're paying Gaudreau at least ten point five million to come to Buffalo. You think I, Adams would go that. for that? I don't think so. I don't think Gaudreau fits the current timeline of the Sabres. I don't think he 
he needs to play for the Sabres. I just don't think we need Johnny Gaudreau. I think, oh my gosh, if we got Johnny Gaudreau, that would be everything in the world. Right. But at the same time, we're not do, gonna, we, yeah. do we need to just shell out $10 million over the next eight years? Like, or, could, or $8 yeah. million over the next eight years right. to just bring a name to Buffalo? Like, you're going to have to pay Rasmus Stalin again. You're going to need to pay Owen Power, Thompson, Cousins. Tuck's going to get a pay All raise. these guys that are part of your system yeah, and integrated like, in. Have... I love the idea, Dan. I know. I, I, really I love it, Dan. I, I can just imagine a Johnny Gidro in a number 13 jersey, Mark Pissick. Get out of here uh, and just right. suit enough for the blue and gold. But oh, that money, that would be a contract. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they get him for less, absolutely oh, astonishing. God, yeah. I, I'd be all for that. But uh, My second one was Kemper. Okay. I mean, especially that Colorado moved on. You get him for three years, $21 million, $7 million a year. I mean, I think he deserves that. Sounds about right. I mean, I mean... had one of the... I, I mean, he led the playoff winning Avalanche. Yeah. I and mean, the only reason the Avalanche couldn't keep him was because of their cap. That was the the big guy before the discussion with Dave, not from Ted's, that right? I, I yeah, brought up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just, he's my, I think we need a veteran goalie, especially that caliber, on the oh, squad. Oh, I think it would be great. That and would I, just bump the room to well, another Exactly, because we have all these young guys, right, in we we have goalies like we have oh. goalies that could play at an we have, NHL we have level. Four young goalies, right? In if our you get role. a person who just came off of a Stanley Cup win and is fired up to come, you're literally going to get Von Miller, but for the goalie room. Right? You know what I mean? Like that's right. exa- it's it's similar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah, it's not a bad comparison. Yeah, yeah I don't mind it. Uh, and like you mentioned, Darcy Kemper, I wouldn't mind Jack Campbell. I yeah. think Jack Campbell, yeah. like like a goalie in that stratosphere. Like I don't like Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper aren't too far off of one another, right? As as goaltenders, I would like somebody with playoff experience at least too. Hey, yes. you can't blame Jack Campbell. It's Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Get past the first right? Round. No, yeah, that's, no. That's <laughs> and that was a really interesting series too. That whole like we were talking oh, about yeah, last time like, against Tampa. Like that was that was yeah. that was, that was good hockey. Like, this, this is yeah. my the thing. thing. Yeah. We, don't, we don't really even need someone with this quote unquote playoff experience. You just need a guy who can be good enough and play consistently that the players in front of him will rally around. That's what Craig Anderson gave the Buffalo Sabres. Because when you looked at all the goaltenders, Luka Pekalukainen didn't play here enough to really solidify himself. Right. Subban played about one or two games and he got hurt. Uh, Hauser, uh, Dell, uh, Tokarski, etc. just were too inconsistent for our defensemen and our forwards and just everyone on the ice to really just believe in Every 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 time the puck was coming towards them, with Anderson, all of our players believed and rallied around Anderson. If you can get a goalie that is better than Anderson but plays consistently, you'll get that. Plus, you have the leadership with Anderson. You'll get that leadership with that other goalie. It, it, it will just be a straight straight win for the Sabers if they can find that. Uh, my next one was to sign center Ryan Stormy from the New York Rangers. Oh, Ryan Strom. Or Strom. Yes. Strom. Yeah, three years, fifteen million, five uh, million a year. Yeah, Ryan Strom. Um, I would say three years, fifteen million would be good. I feel like Strom could be a little more of a than a five million a year. Uh, just just because, like, the thing is, when you're bringing a guy like Ryan Strom, you know, you're gonna ask him to take a big role on this team. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, three years, fifteen million. I'd say, I'd for say, your number two center too. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Strom. Is at least like, at least a. I'd I'd say to come to Buffalo, he's probably a six million dollar guy. Five millions, like, 
your, your like cheapest deal. I'd say it's five yeah. to six point five. Uh, looking at, I mean, he had you know he had fifty four points in seventy four games, so I'm getting a great player out of him. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, a player that I I wouldn't mind taking a swing on is Colin White from Ottawa. That's, That's yeah no I, I I'd be alright with that yeah. <laughs> I that wasn't even on my mind I don't think but no. sounds good well I mean this is this is the type of player he'd be kind of your Casey Middlestat replacement right if you don't want to keep Casey Middlestat around in the near future what you do you know? think on that you think they will I think it, it I think this is Middlestat's last year season. I think this is Middlestat's last well, year well that's what I mean like you he, if he gets hurt again during you can the season, only make the don't. injury mistake or the injury um. Why am I blanking on what I was going to say? Excuse. Excuse. That, yeah. I'm yeah. looking for that word. I don't know why I was struggling there. Um, what an excuse. Yeah. Flub. I flubbed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I flubbed it. Um, You can only use it as an excuse for so long. He's got to have play time in order to keep his spot on this roster. And, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm i a full believer in Casey Middlestad. I think if Middlestad stays a full healthy. season, I think he can put up a good 40-point season, 40, 45, maybe even 50 if he's really on his game. Right. Uh, I hope Tage Thompson has another 40-point season, too. Or 40-goal 40 40 40 goal yeah. season, sorry. Yeah. 40 I mean, points would be kind of disappointing. Yeah, very um, much so. But, yeah, the thing is with, with, with Middlestad, like— I mean, if he misses like ten games throughout the year, that's fine. Whatever, like that's normal. Uh, but it's just I just don't want to see Middlestat get like two or three injuries throughout the year and just be out like twenty games at a time. Like, come on, Middlestat. Like, you know, let's get things together. Like, I believe in you. Like, you are a great talent. Like, get your stuff together. Get on the ice. You can earn another contract with the Sabers. Like, you really could. Uh, but you know, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, since you mentioned a New York Ranger. Uh, they have two guys that they need to resign, one in being Ryan Stroman, another one being Andrew Kopp, who they got into a trade from Winnipeg uh, at the trade deadline. One of those two guys could end up being a Buffalo Sabre or on the Buffalo Sabres radar if uh, they can't resign him because that's that's an ask to resign two big guys because, I mean, you got Panarin uh, as a manager, you have to pay Fox, you're going to have Kako, Lafreniere. Uh, uh, you got a lot of you know talent in that organization. So maybe a player like Strom, a player like... Um, Andrew Kopp might fall, and that's where the Sabres jump on it. They might have to get a guy like that, and these are 50-plus point guys in 70 games in the NHL, so you're looking at some great players. Uh, and then my last one, my last one that's, like, the biggest I am. I know I would love P.K. Subban. I, I, I wouldn't have any problems if he would be. I like, think like, everyone would. Yeah. That would be I don't because his brother's here. But I feel like yeah. they're going to miss on P.K. Subban. Just because I feel like Subban's going to want to go to maybe a team that has a better shot of winning the Cup. Because he's been moving a lot in his career, and I think he wants just one ring. Um, So I thought next best guy, Matthew Benning from Nashville. He he had pretty good assist numbers. He had, he had no goals compared to Subban's five. But Subban had 17 assists, and Benning had 11. That's not the worst thing in the world. I, I I mean for like your your third line defenseman type guy, I two years, three million, barely have to pay him one point five. That's about a little bit lower than Bryson, but mm-hmm. he just got with one point eight. So yeah. I don't think it's horrible. I think PK Subban of the Sabres is kind of uh almost something that will happen. Um I'm sure PK wants to play with his brother, and Malcolm Subban is basically locked Their in. Brothers? And... I completely forgot that. 
they have I the same last name. We forgot that. Didn't we mention it like 30, <laughs> 30 <laughs> I, seconds I, I, ago? I, I, <laughs> with, with PK Subban and Malcolm Subban, I mean, Malcolm Subban literally is everywhere with the coaching staff and some of the players on the team. He is bought in to Buffalo. He loves it here. Whether that's him playing in a Sabres uniform next year or him playing in Rochester or wherever that may be in the, within the organization, he is bought in. If he can get PK bought in, that would be outstanding. I think the Sabres need another right shot defenseman. We don't need PK Subban here to be something sensational. That's why you have Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, Yoki Haru at times, and Bryson for depth, and some other players as well. So I think PK would be nice. Uh, we can always resign Johnny Boychuk. <laughs> so he could stay retired, yeah, but just yeah. so we have, if he ever decides yeah. to come out. Yeah, if we ever need a... It's like signing Tony Gonzalez. Now, I I know Tanner hasn't Colin talked... too. Oh, Tanner hasn't talked much, not because, you know, he doesn't want to. I know he wants to talk. But he doesn't know a lot of hockey. But but last night, we got... I, I mentioned, like, hey, make sure you have your free agent stuff ready. And he's like, I spent all night working on this. I think it was like a text that came at, like, 2 in the morning. So yeah, I'm ready verify. to hear it. I am so ready to hear your, your, your thoughts, Tanner. All right. Don't roast me too hard, but the double D, I kind of did something similar to you. I put a little, uh, I put a word document together, although I didn't, you know, start in April. I worked on it. I started about midnight last night and got done about 2 a.m. So, yep, 2.09 a.m. Fact checked. <laughs> yeah, I love the commitment, Tanner. Let's hear it. We'll just go right down the line here, and I'll uh, let you guys critique me. Overall, this is my bold, maybe not so bold prediction, but I don't, oh, I don't think the Sabers will be big spenders in free agency this year. You know, even though they only finished 32, 39, and 11, they still showed to be one of the better teams in the league when they were healthy, and you know, they posted a 16, 9, and 3 record to close out. So I don't even think yeah, they dude. need to go crazy. In free agency, <laughs> even though you know they have the money to do so, they're, I think they're just best suited using free agency to you know fill whatever holes on the roster with veteran stop gaps. And plus, they're going to have you know young players that we've alluded to that are going to need pay raises in future summers, whether it be Tage or Cousins or whoever. So the first order of business, I think, is to sign a veteran defenseman. And I picked two guys that I think could work out. The first is Ian Cole. The 33-year-old 6'1", 225 lefty from the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, last season, he played 75 games, which is the second most games that he played in any season in his career. 19 points, 2 goals, 17 assists, 104 blocks, 110 hits, 29 takeaways, which is the second most takeaways in the season of his career. Um, he would bring, I think, that championship pedigree and experience. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, although... I did see something on Twitter that made me a little concerned about him. This was, got overshadowed by the Zach Wilson story, but uh, <laughs> he allegedly had an affair with a uh, Hurricanes reporter by the name of Abby Labar. Her fiancé came out and canceled their wedding, which was supposed oh. to be on Saturday, and then he posted, like, a statement on Twitter, you know, like we all seen, like, the Twitter, you know, the note paid statement that seemingly confirmed that she – had engaged in some type of infidelity. It didn't name Cole specifically, but both the reporter and Cole went private <laughs> on Twitter. So she break the news? after seeing that, is that a guy that I really want to be in the Sabres locker room around those young guys? Eh, that's questionable. But as far as what he brings on the ice, I'd be all in. I think we could get him maybe a one-year, two to four million dollars. Another guy is Josh Manson. 30 years old. He'll be 31 on October 7th, 6'3", 218, righty from the Colorado. 
Colorado Avalanche. Uh, last season for Anaheim in Colorado, he played 67 games. He had 16 points, 6 goals, 10 assists, 70 blocks, 179 hits, 38 takeaways. Um, he can be a great physical presence. And, again, similar to Cole, he's going to bring, like, that championship experience just coming off of one uh, with the Avalanche. And he's a veteran, but he's still young enough that you could pair him with Owen Power for multiple years if need be, or you stick him on the third line with, like, Jacob Bryson, who they just re-signed. Uh, I imagine he would probably be three to four years, 12 to 16 million total. Uh, similar in doing my research last night, so like David Savard, who is a guy that got flipped to the Lightning at the trade deadline in 2020, and he became a depth contributor for the eventual Stanley Cup champions. And then he went and got a four-year 14 mil from the Canadians in the offseason. So Manson's kind of similar to that in the sense that, you know, he's a guy known more for his defensive acumen, and he took a reduced role on a championship team. So I would expect that to be his market value, but... That's order business number one is veteran defenseman. Now I'll open the floor up to you guys, and then uh, we can get into my second order of business. I just I just want to say, I the way you were the the way you were talking about everything, I could swear you were an NHL analyst. Like, yeah, like you you yeah, you knew yeah, you related your research. Yeah, holy cow. All right. Uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. He was expecting us to just go full blast. How wrong are you? Yeah, no, the no. Only, the yeah. only thing I would say. Um, is that about Ian Cole? I just don't see the Sabres bringing in a left shot defenseman this year, uh, uh, especially you know big affair guy. So. Yeah, I mean I like yeah like everything you said about Ian Cole is spot on. Even you know the affair part. Uh, uh, they're saying that he is he can switch. Yeah, so he can switch, but I I just don't want to bring in more left shot defensemen uh, because you have Rasmus Dahlin, Power, uh, Matias Samuelson, Jacob Bryson. You have Ryan Johnson in the, the you know. A prospect pool. Those are that's five. You know, left shot defenseman right there. Um, right shot defenseman. I loved your pick with uh, John Manson from Colorado. Right shot defenseman, six foot three, big, big defenseman that can move the puck, can shoot. Again, championship experience. It's great. Just like that pitcher. Uh, so yeah, John Manson is a great player. I'm I'm set on PK. I I am really set on PK. Uh, if John John Man- Josh Manson slips to us too, that'd be amazing. Uh, the Sabers still can move around with Colin Miller as well. They want to bring him back. Uh, he would be a guy maybe you know fills out yeah. your 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 final D pair. Maybe even Mark Pesic gave you you know solid reliable uh, play on the defensive end. But yeah, I mean you know that's an interesting uh, whatever T- uh, Tanner. Who do you have uh, for forwards? Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I have that coming a little later down the line. My second order business, we'll just hit that right now, was to look at a veteran goaltender. Obviously, they brought back Anderson, which it's been well documented that he's been, you know, a positive influence on the Sabres young players. And, you know, he can be a good backup at this stage as well as a spot starter. But we need a goaltender that's not 41 and also that isn't Sikarski because he's not good and he's going to be gone <laughs> anyway. So, uh, it seems like Kevin Adams wants either UPL or Devin Levi to be the starting goaltender of the future, but do you really want to bank on that right now? But I just don't know. I thought about this one probably the most out of any position last night for a long time, but I just could not like sell myself on either Darcy Kemper or Jack Campbell. I thought about both of them, but I'm going against the grain here. I don't know if I'd want the Sabres to bring either one in because you look at Jack Campbell – 
He's never really been a full-time starter. I don't think he's played more than like 49 games in his career. And maybe that's what the Sabres want. Maybe you want him, you cross your fingers that he can play like 50 games. Then Anderson plays 20 and maybe UPL plays like the last 12. So maybe that's what they want. But he's never been a full-time starter. There's injury concerns. And like I said, it could disrupt the future plans at the position. You know, if you bring in a guy like Campbell or, or Kemper, it might stun UPL's development. And I don't really think those guys fit with the team's competitive timeline. The guy that I thought would be ideal would be Braden Holtby, but I just saw a report last night that he's unlikely to play next year and his career is in doubt after uh, suffering a season-ending injury last year. So that would be my ideal pick, but I just I don't know if that's going to happen given his, uh, his injury concern. I mean, yeah, I, I think the injury problem is always a thing. I don't think that's horrible if, you know, he says, hey, I'm good to go. They've just been holding me back. Because sometimes different doctors have different opinions on uh, those type of injuries, those career-ending injuries. I, I mean, we know how the Eichel situation went. But it happens all the time where they're like, oh, this is way worse than we ever thought. And then another doctor looked at it. It's like, it's not bad. We can make it work if you want to make it work. It's the blasphemy of the medical world. Blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> there never seems like a queer cold cut answer. No, you go to one doctor. Oh, like... it's broken. You go to another one. That's yeah, a sprain. Yeah. You go to this one. Oh, you need surgery. Yeah, you never you never know what's <laughs> going on. Knowing. Yeah. I thought Evan was going to say something, yeah. but he oh. just went for a yawn. I know, he, just <laughs> yawned. he just straight up stretched and went, ah. <laughs> I didn't make a noise. <laughs> Get the Chewbacca. Going. All right. I'm good. <laughs> no, was that double D with the bird call there? That was nice. Yes, yes, I was the bird call. <laughs> do, do, All right, do. last order of business here. Let's get this over with. In-house, I think that's where the Sabres need to do most of their damage. And as far as in-house signings go, I think you got to re-sign Victor Olofsson, or Victor Golofsson, as I like to call him. Just uh, found that nickname last night. But he came, this is a guy that came roaring out the gate last season. He scored five goals and nine points in the first seven games, and then just black magic, suffers a wrist injury on Halloween, comes back, and it's clear that that screwed up his, you know, best asset, his shot. And, you know, he went on that 30-game goal drop. But then he finished the season strong, 15 goals, 28 points over the final 34 games. I think you re-signed him because he tied his career high in goals last year, and had he not gotten injured, he probably would have surpassed that and joined Page and Skinner in the 30-goal club. Um, he's been somewhat of a power play specialist during his career, but he improved this year as a 5-on-5 five five scorer. 13 of his 20 goals this year were at even strength, compared to just 15 of his previous 35 career goals coming into the year. Also set a, a, a career high in assists this past year with 29 um, him, Middlestat, and Rasmus Asplund found success on a line together. They scored 11 goals and only allowed four in 19 games they played together. So I think you got to re-sign him, projecting maybe like five years, $25 million. Also got to re-sign Vinny Henestroza. He can play just about any role that you ask of him. He's been a good you know, supplemental scorer. He had 13 goals, 12 assists last year. I had his contract projection down at two years, six million. And then last but not least, I would say John Hayden. He was brought on last year. He's like nothing more than a roster filler. It signed for the league minimum one year, 750K. He wasn't much of a scorer last year and really hasn't ever been. 
but he's kind of like Buffalo's enforcer. You know, he's not scared to throw his body around, drop the gloves, stand up for his teammates. So you can draw the attention of bigger players on the opposing team. And he's only 27, so he can keep up that style of play, you know, if not improving on it. And, you know, he can just provide a nice physical presence in the bottom six for the Sabres. So I had his projection down like four years, four mil, and uh, and that's about it. Everyone else is either going to be gone or, you know, there's a couple guys that they could re-sign on two-way deals and assign to the uh, the uh the Amherst, the Americans, but as far as guys that I think are going to be on the active 23 next year, that does it. Wow. Yeah, no, I like that, it for that sure. Was, I, Tanner, I'm very impressed. I, I could barely tell that, like you've said before, you don't get into hockey that much. I took him to a Sabres game. I take all the credit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what game? It's all uh, The Islanders, here. right? It was the Islanders game, right, Tanner? Yep, and also win or loss. On the topic win. of also on the topic of Casey Middlestat, we need to re-sign him strictly because that was the first Buffalo Sabres goal that I witnessed in person. So just for that, we got just for Tanner. They, they got they got to put a I thing in the I, I wouldn't contract. have said anything like if ta- I could have told Tanner Casey Middlestat was the greatest thing that ever happened to Buffalo. <laughs> he scored his first goal. <laughs> I'm like Tanner. This guy was never a bust. He was like this guy's better than Jack. He's Lego. not made of glass. He's not injury prone. He's phenomenal. I, I would love to see Connor McDavid. Nah. I would love to see in the contract just a little fine print that says the only reason you're being signed back is because of Tanner Saunders. That's right. Just just that little thing yeah. in there. It's like you're signing for two minutes in the penalty or for, for you know, you wanted to sign for two penalty minutes or something like that. Right. To, what were you? I don't, I don't even know yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Penalty but, minutes. Yeah. You flubbed there. Yeah, flubbed. Flubbed. The flub, flub. The flub. <laughs> flub. Everybody flubbed. I was so flubbed while looking at a sports TikTok. My volume was all the way up somehow. And it just was it mine? Erupted. In Joe, here. do you follow me on TikTok? No, but you were on my for you page, and I did. I did send you a follow. Okay. <laughs> Thank all you. of a sudden, I saw your interview with Josh Allen, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Evan!" I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that wait, wait, is that Evan? <laughs> and then I, I heard the the president running mate, the presidential running mate question, and I'm like, "Yep, yep, yep, that's yep, Evan." Yep, that's Evan. <laughs> <It's just> Evan. <laughs> That that's like the I've been questioned. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think we mentioned it a couple times on the show. So yeah, we did, yeah, we did, we did, we did. Yeah, but I apologize for the TikTok er, TikTok erupting into the microphone. There. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the two Elias pa- Pattersons, or yeah. So you just love your Elias Patterson. I just find it so funny because, like, you know, it worked one time. That's that's literally the de- the definition of. <laughs> Just, if it ain't just, broke, don't fix it. If it works, it. one yeah. pick the same guy yep. again. Run it back. That's that's literally what they're doing. Just running it back. It's just too funny. Now, I I did find a tweet while just like you know searching around. <laughs> uh, Frank Gore. Uh, it's a boxing match. Be no, not those. even that. He replied to a tweet by Bovada, I believe is. I don't know what it is. Bovada. I, yeah, I don't know exactly what <laughs> it is. It's just uh, oh. let's see. It's like a casino. I guess so. It's like oh. make a. It said make a bold sports prediction. Frank Gore said Super Bowl Fifty Seven will be Forty Niners versus Bills. Oh, Frank Gore, mm-hmm. I love you. Frank Gore, I, love I don't know. I don't know about that one. That's Forty Niners is the Forty Niners. I uh, the Bills. I'm all for. I, I think oh, that's I think happening. Who isn't? But, but the Forty Niners being the other team, I, I don't know. I think Tampa might run it back. I mean, the, the NFC they got is knocked so out by the Rams though. last year. I mean, from two years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Trust I, me, I was watching that game. I, I, I the watched Rams it in the Chiefs stadium. 
Yeah, you were in Arrowhead. That's yeah, because right. we all watched it in Arrowhead pregame. That's we were crazy. all watching Wait, it. Wait, so you were there? Oh, no, you weren't there for that. Never mind. No, what do you mean? You were no, there. You I was I was thinking of the wrong game in Arrowhead where the tornado was happening. It was not the playoff game. Oh, I went, was, yeah, I went. Yeah, to, that was week no, no. Five. So like, I went to the playoff game and I was sitting in Arrowhead with literally all the Chiefs and Bills fans watching the Rams beat the Bucks. How was how was the eruption of the crowd when they everyone won? was just at Bills and Chiefs fans were both cheering for the Rams. We were all cheering for the Rams. That's awesome. We didn't even want Brady to win. How was my question for you about that? Sorry, we're, we're getting off topic here for a second, but after the game, camaraderie between the two fan bases. How was it? Well, I'll tell you what happened before. Oh. What Josh Allen threw that touchdown strike to Gabe Davis. Yeah, just the 60-yarder right No, 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 right no. Downfield. No, no, the last touchdown. The oh, the, oh. The supposed game-winning touchdown. 13 for 13. Everyone, like all Chiefs fans, turned around or looked at the nearest Bills fan and congratulated them. Really? They, 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 they knew the game was over. But in their wasn't. mind, they knew the game was over. <laughs> I know, I know, but the, in their mind, they knew the game was over. I, I think in our minds, the game was over. Yeah, 13 seconds, mind, except my over. dad's. But in everyone's mind, yeah. the game was over. So they literally turned around and said, your quarterback is awesome, you guys are going to be great for the future and whatever else, and then it all came back. Like People people left the stadium. You know, People left the stadium. I Chief honestly think the, oh, yeah, the most skeptical shot. people of the 13 seconds were the people who have been through the Super Bowl losses. Yeah, Because my parents were both like, it ain't over till the clock hits zero, it's not over. No. And then it I definitely was, was not over when the I clock know, hits zero. It, it's like one thing. It's like my parents, my dad will tell me, like, it's not over. It never will be over. No. It, it will, like, and I'm like, why do I feel so bad after this? Oh, so, something like, else I want to say, too. This is your first one. So, after that game, and I, I hate talking about this, but at the same time, I I, 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 I don't mind it to, a, to an extent. So, we all congratulate the Chiefs fans. Like, Chiefs fans, honestly, nicest fan base I've ever met in my life. Their their fans are, are amazing. Uh, if you have a chance to go to a Chiefs game, do it in Arrowhead. It's phenomenal. But after the game, I was just shocked and stunned. Uh, my phone was dead. I just sat in Arrowhead. They don't clear you out of the stadium. You can literally sit there. I sat there for like an hour and a half, just head down, head down at the ground. Wow. Uh, and then after a while, I, I turned left, and I walked a little bit because I wanted to get a photo at midfield. I uh, I see this Bills fan, and we're talking to him, and he had an accent. He's like, hey, where are you from? Mexico City. Bills fan from Mexico wow. City. Came all the way uh, from Mexico City to Arrowhead wow. in, in Kansas City to watch uh, the Bills play. I thought that was awesome. Just shows you how wide the fan base spreads across the country. And it was literally just me, him, and my dad in the stadium. Just like in the, in the, in like the bowl. It just us three. I mean, is that it? It was just, just us three. We were like, we were just devastated. Like, I didn't know what to say. I walked around the Chiefs stadium. I think I stayed in the stadium for like two hours afterwards. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. I was just shocked. You know? I feel like as long as, we're on the, as long as we're on this topic, does everyone else want to share what their reaction was after the game? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Oh, sure. Joe, go first. All right. All right. So I'm sitting at home. You know, my whole family's over. We're rowdy, right? Like, I'm going crazy. I th- I was wearing my Knox jersey, and I jumped up when the 13-second touchdown happened. I started screaming, let's go, running around my house, freaking out. I then sit down, and there are witnesses for this, right? <laughs> as soon as the game goes into overtime, I'm like, it's not over. It's not over, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then, then, 
Travis Kelsey goes in and Matt Milan, you know what I mean? Like right, yeah. Tony Romo then starts blasphemously screaming on the TV, oh, his foot wasn't in, his foot wasn't in, even though it clearly was in. So everyone gets excited for two seconds when they right. re- before the replay comes back on. And then he's like, oh, well. I went from being the loudest one to sitting dead silent, staring at the TV, not moving. I was just, I didn't know what to do. My body was in shock. I don't know what was happening. It was just like straight up. I felt like, you know. The toys, when Andy's coming, Andy's coming. I was just sitting there, like, staring at the TV. There was nothing else going on. Nothing running through my head other than straight up what happened. Disappointment. Yeah. Right. Um, at the 13 seconds <laughs> touchdown, me and my dad were jumping around, like, screaming, yelling. The dogs were barking at us because they <laughs> didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, and we were all excited, and, you know, we only had the 13 seconds. And then the field goal. You know, we're like, oh, it's overtime. You know, it's okay. It's, you know, it's like Bill's fashion. Yeah, and Josh Allen was right. It's like amazing you know, normal in coin Bill's stuff, yeah. like just bad luck. But overtime will probably be there to save us. And then the touchdown happened. I think my dad went, "Welp, I don't ever want to watch that again." <laughs> and he went straight to the computer room, uh, where the computer is, of course, and just started like doing anything else to get his mind off of it i think i watched all the sports podcasts the next day like just like he like he was right. getting his and mind then, off of it dude guess what and then i think i screamed into a pillow for like 10 minutes I, those... I was like so ticked and so mad i was like that close to breaking i was like i'm done i am screaming into this pillow until yeah. i'm done well guess guess what i was literally sitting in front of everything that happened the Gabe Davis long touchdown that's like 60 yarder right in front of me. Um, the Tyree kill blow by touchdown, um, like in the fourth quarter, right in front of me. Um, the kick that sent everyone to overtime, or sent the game to overtime, that was right in front of me. The Travis Kelsey game winning touchdown, literally right in front of me. I sat on the 20 in that corner end zone, basically, like right there. Like it was all right in front of me. Yeah. I just witnessed it all with my own two eyes. I just. I didn't even know what to say. I literally, my, my heart just like dropped and like stopped beating. Like I couldn't believe it. It's like when is the bad luck gonna stop? Yeah, it, it's just Bill's fashion to just have the worst luck in the playoffs. Right. Like forget regular season losing to Jacksonville. Like that's bad enough. It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, at but that point, it's regular season. Mm-hmm. But like playoffs, you can't make it up. You got wide right. You got being destroyed by the Cowboys. The, Both times. The Texans game, the, the wild the card game. The weird Redskins win, or, mm-hmm. or football team. or no, not, See, I, <laughs> I keep having to like, find which name well, they you are think, now. Here's my Commanders. thing. You think, you know, the Redskins, they changed the name, right. right? The Chiefs cheer at the beginning of the the game. Mm-hmm. It's like the same, you know what I mean? I know, it's it's like, 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 why are you still like, allowed to do that? that? Yeah. Why is that so offensive? Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> Tanner, what about you? Oh man, well, <laughs> it was pretty pretty similar to everyone else. I mean, when the the fourth and final touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis happened, I was watching the game at my grandparents' house because my grandmother has been a Bills fan longer than I'd been alive. So I always try and make it a point to watch go to her place to watch the Bills games, and I was just running around. This is like 11 at night. I'm just running around like every room in the house screaming. I don't even think I'm speaking English. I'm so excited. But then (laughs) finally I come down enough to, you know, go back into the living room and watch the the next uh, Chiefs offensive possession. And 
you know, they go boom, boom, right down the field. And I was just, I had my fingers crossed. And I'm like, please, because Harrison Butker had already missed like two kicks in that game. Some come on, miss yeah. one more, just one more. And then he hit it. And, you know, we go to overtime, get the coin toss. And as soon as we lost the coin toss, I just had that feeling, that pit in my stomach. Like, I, I firmly believe if the Bills had won the coin toss, we're driving down the field and winning that game. Neither oh, 100%. was going to stop each other. They were both gassed. Oh, it was going to be the, the same argument. Why well, Mahomes got the ball? Like, it, yeah, it was just going to be the same Neither defense was going to stop each other. They were both gassed, and we just got the short end of the stick. So I think I'm both just, teams knew that, though. Because yeah, even I'm after just, the game, there was no bad blood, like the you know no. Mahomes hugging Allen. Like, Mahomes they, went out of his way. Uh, yeah, he dropped they, his helmet midfield and ran to They Allen. definitely knew, like, this was not the, the yeah, way that no. this game should have ended. No. Honestly, though, like the thing that was craziest for me, mm-hmm. all the points were scored in the last two minutes. I was going nuts. Oh, it was the absolutely, craziest yeah. two minutes ever. Yeah. Forget the two-minute drill. Look at Bill's Chiefs. They ran like a perfect two-minute drill Both teams Dude, every flawless. head coach is going to be like showing showing their team, this is why we run a two-minute drill. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. We're I, not a score. Dude, imagine, like, imagine the 2016 Cleveland Browns. They couldn't. Com- they couldn't even complete Isn't that the a year. Two- they went zero sixteen. Yeah, or- yeah. They couldn't even complete a two minute drill. None- nonetheless, the Bills completed two like two two minute drills in like a minute. Who was their quarterback yeah. then? Oh, God, Kaiser. Sean Kaiser. Oh, oh, me and Tanner got it. Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, Kaiser. It's gotta be Kaiser. Yeah, because that was like their draft. Pick. I remember. Remember they had the parade with the garbage trucks and stuff going through the city at zero sixteen. Oh yeah, and then um, oh, who was the? Co- I'm blanking on the coach. Hugh uh, Jackson. Yeah, Hugh. He jumped into Lake Erie. Yeah. Because he said, oh, they won't go 0-16. If they go 0-16, I'll go into Lake Erie. Then. He tainted our lake. Yeah. It's right next to us. <laughs> Hugh Jackson and Pittsburgh. is in our water. That's why uh, Pittsburgh yeah. left uh, their naming go- rights. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> that's why Heinz Field took their naming rights. It finally came to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> After like five years. Yeah, he's on his way up here. Oh, there's, a, there's an interesting... um thing on uh espn they uh rated their top five quarterbacks uh in the nfl it was um voted by nfl executives coaches and players oh i Uh, saw that yeah i don't have the full top 10 uh yet it's on espn plus but i have i have the top five uh do you guys want to guess who the top five is i'll guess one through five yeah everyone guess one through five real quick who wants to go first joe you want to go first sure mahomes Allen, Rodgers, Brady, and then Lamar Jackson. So those are your five like, I think, in a row, one through five? I think so, yes. Okay, Dan. Um, I got to go Allen, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Watson. Okay. This oh, was... throwing Watson in. I'm All right, uh, Tanner, Tanner, <laughs> Tanner you're up. I feel like <laughs> All right, in my order, I would say Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Herbert. Okay, I'm just going to say Tanner was the closest. Tanner was the closest. Was um, the official list. The official list, one through five, is Rodgers at one, Mahomes at two, Allen three, Brady four, and Joe Burrow five. Oh, I forgot if about I Joe sw- Burrow. If I switch... Uh, Rogers and Mahomes around, I think. Or no, Rogers and Allen. Yeah, t- no, t- get Watson out of Tanner. There. Tanner yeah, had it. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I I just picked Watson because you know people like Watson. Yeah, no, yeah. 
Yeah, Tanner had it basically there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I probably I mean I would I would have definitely had top four Rogers. I probably would have had Mahomes one, Rogers two, Allen three. What if Baker gets up there though? In Carolina, what if they build a team around him and He'll actually? Be top 10. Yeah, he'll be top ten. He won't be top. You think five. he's in the top ten, but we can't see it because we're not, not subscribed right now, to ESPN no. Plus. No, bigger is Lamar. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this right now: Lamar ESPN Jackson Plus isn't in the top ten. It. Lamar Jackson isn't in the top ten. He's not. I know that. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't put him. Good. Up there. I mean, I put him at five because I forgot Deshaun Watson played and forgot about Herbert and Burrow for some reason. Stafford, like there's. Oh yeah. Stafford. Kyler, Dak. I feel Kirk. Like Stafford. Oh, no, Kirk. I, don't know. I feel like Stafford's really good. He's for, good. For, for coming from Detroit and everybody saying he was going to be a bust going into L.A. and then winning the Super Bowl, I think just. No, I, I, I have Stafford. I have Stafford I have slightly Stafford. ahead of Burrow. Maybe yeah. Herbert. I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to put him there. Um, I don't know if Herbert's. I, have, I mean, Herbert's the fourth down yet. king, in my opinion. Yeah. I watched that game. My gosh. I have Stafford over, <laughs> Him and Mike over Williams. Lamar. <laughs> right. I have Stafford over Kyler. Stafford over Dak. Stafford over Kirk. Um, I think Pan you should have Allen. anyone over Dak Prescott. Like I've said, the NFC is literally the, could play the USFL and it would be a competition. The AFC is just out of the water so much better than the NFC. Yes. Now, I have one more topic before oh. we go. Oh, there. we're throwing one in. Yeah, we got we got one more. And, you know, I'm wearing my... Aaron Judge All-Star Game jersey, you know, as you've yes, all sir. mentioned multiple times of like, oh, who is that? Um, All-Star Game for the MLB is right around the corner. And, you know, the fans vote on the starters and the hitters. They don't vote on pitchers, which is weird because if you're going to vote for the starting lineup, why don't you vote for the pitchers? But exactly. besides the point. Gary Cole had my vote. Um, you know, is it fair... That Canada, being with Toronto, Canada only has one team to vote for. Vlad. Um, yeah, but just because you're in for, Canada, I I have Canadian. I mean, I I I can see you voting for other <laughs> players. Like I I'm not saying that they're solely voting Toronto players, but a lot of Toronto players should not be like should have been put. I mean, in we there. don't see this issue with basketball. You don't. I I, I <laughs> like, mean. I, I, but I, I feel like that's because maybe that's there's more U.S. I influence on those basketball like unless if you play good. I mean, but basketball like, is more nationwide than baseball. But I mean, there's like players that there there shouldn't have be, been even like talked about, like um, Santiago Espinal, the second baseman for Toronto. Horrible season. Like he's done okay. Like but he, he hasn't he's done, done great. Good. But he was second in All Star voting. For no reason. Yeah, I mean, you also like the Blue Jays are like one of the top teams in the league. No, they aren't. They're, they're one of the top teams in the league. They're, the they're a wild card are, team yeah. right now, but they're on the downward. Best team in baseball is the New York Yankees, Yankees right now. And the Blue Jays are still one of the top teams in the league. Like Blue Jays are third or fourth in the AL East. Yeah, but they're still one of the top teams in the league. Is what I'm saying. Like they're still one of the top like ten, twelve teams. Like it's one of the top ten. But I mean, another one was Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette's not having that great of a season. He just got in because Toronto fans put him in. Luckily, he didn't get the starter. He's a good player. He's not even a. He's not even a backup. That that's the thing that fans are voting for them to be starters when like other players because the players vote on the backups. They don't even get in. Like, is that really kind of fair? That it's like you have these over hyping of guys just because. 
Canadians just know who they are and don't want to look at other players who are having well, good seasons. I mean, no, I I don't think it's that. Like, I have a lot of Canadian relatives, and they're not like outright just Toronto Blue Jays fans. Like, they're either not even baseball fans, or like they might be fans of other teams. Like, some some people in Canada are, you know, Yankees fans, just like how fans are in Buffalo. Like, when you think of Buffalo, you think you could be a, a Toronto fan. Like, that's right there. No, they're not. Like, they're they're Yankees fans. You know. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, Canada isn't even like a big baseball like. Oh no, Canada's pretty big on baseball. Not compared to like you know the U.S. What it was uh, America's some, game for a while. Some more or less, they have a big influence on the West. They have a big like Seattle. They flooded Seattle in the series this past week. Like you, you couldn't tell it was uh, Seattle's home games. It was more Toronto forward. Um, because it's so close to the border, like you've mentioned. And plus, not all um, American teams are good. I mean, Oakland's not good. Detroit's not good. Yeah. Um, the White Sox aren't good. Cubs aren't good. I mean, there's a lot more to look up and down in in the sense of U.S. baseball, but if you're just looking at Canadian, you're looking at one team, you're either really good or you're really bad. And it's like you're going to vote if they're really good. And because you know they're really good, and you don't care about anybody else in the U.S. Right. So I hey, you can say that again, Evan Harrington. That you have a lot of uh, uh, Canadian relatives. I mean, after all, you are like Owen Powers' twelfth cousin, isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> How'd you find that out? Or is that just a what? <laughs> like twelfth cousin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went that far down the list. He's just like, Ancestry.com was just Where is he? chugging. The servers are chugging trying to find a relation. Yeah, right. Like, he's the only one using Ancestry.com. Just like, okay, we got to make sure he knows everything about him. Yeah. Go, yes, go, sir. go, go, go. Yes. Yeah, no, no, it's just, it's a, it's a running joke. Uh, but I do <laughs> you like. Know, you know, I, I do like the one thing that the MLB did do with the All-Star game. I'll, I'll give him credit for this um, because I hate their commissioner, Rob Manfred. Hate him to heck. Um, That's a new one. But he added. He flubbed. Uh, flub. <laughs> Did they add flub? Uh, but he added a rule where he gets to choose two players like to be in the All-Star game. They don't have to be voted in. They don't have to. Players don't have to agree on it. So he picked, like, two of the old-timers who are very close to retiring. Pujols, who, or Albert Pujols, who has announced that he's retiring at the end of the season. And then um, Miguel Cabrera, the Detroit Tigers first baseman. Uh, Pujols is also a first baseman, but he's been a designated hitter for the Cardinals. So it's just a, they put them down as special selections. Interesting. But I kind of like it because it's like, you know... It, a lot of them have grown up. Like, I've watched those guys while, like, you know, they're household names in MLB now. They'll they'll be in the Hall of Fame probably in the upcoming years. So it's just nice, even though they aren't having the best of seasons, that they still kind of get, like, the last kind of send-off. Right. No, I, I agree. Thoughts? Concerns? Questions? No? You're shaking your head. Tanner! Yeah. Questions, comments, concerns? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's got anything to say. 
I think, I mean, unless if anybody else has got anything, I think we can sign off. I, I mean, just want to pretty... congratulate Zach Wilson on. City boys rise <laughs> yeah, up. City boys rise up. Yep. Big uh, man. Big man coming to play. Up. Up. Oh, we got breaking news. Breaking news. Penguins have re-signed forward Alex Nylander to a one-year contract. Oh. Thanks for Henry Yoki, are you? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's, uh, that's literally all Alex Nylander's remembered in Buffalo for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to look if anything else. It's a one year, two way deal, seven hundred and fifty K in the NHL, three hundred K in the minors. So basically nothing. And that's about it. It's more money than I'm making. <laughs> well, I think any of us are making. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be paid three hundred K for doing nothing. I feel like anyone would. Yeah, I know, right? I would ride the bench as a backup quarter, like third string quarterback for five hundred grand. Oh yeah, like no, no. I would do it for like twenty thousand. Yeah, Yeah. all I had to do is had to show up every Sunday. Right. Yeah. Or be like Jake Fromm during COVID, just sit at home and wait for someone to have COVID. You know what I mean? Play Madden, get some reps in. Jake Fromm to Stefan Diggs. Yep. Yep. So I think this is the end of Blitz. Uh, No, it's not the end. It's just the end of today's show. Well, end of today's show. It's halfway through the summer shows. It's canceled. We canceled the Blitz. Yeah. yeah. Never canceled. Next week, you're not here. No, No, we're never having you. It is actually halfway through the summer shows, too. Wow. Yeah, we're at episode like eight. (laughs) Wowzer. Wow. But uh, if you want to find me, Double D, I'm on Twitter at double underscore D, capital WBNY. Evan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Evan H716, Instagram, Evan Harrington underscore 63, and on TikTok at NFL Analyst. You can find me, Joe Kelly, at The Buffalonian on Twitter and at Joe Kelly on Instagram. And make sure to hound Double D about his takes on Adams and Granado. Hey, hound me. You stink. Find Dave, not from Ted's. Don't hound Good me. conversation, Dave. Yes, thank you, Dave. Tanner. Not from Ted's. I'm proud of myself because normally I have to have my social medias up in front of me to remember my handles, but not today. My Twitter is at TJ Saunders 2000, and my ID is at Tanner underscore Saunders 2000. I think you should change the NHL analyst. NHL analyst, yeah. I'm NFL analyst on TikTok. (laughs) All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you for listening to Blitz 91.3 FM WBMY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982. Brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Keep listening for more.